This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, we'll talk about why you might take the Work Happier Challenge and how you can use a rubber duck to tackle a tough problem. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am here in my home office in New York City, and joining me today from L.A., where she is back from Fantasy Island, is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and Gretchen, I wouldn't be a true TV writer if I didn't mention that you can watch Fantasy Island Tuesdays on Fox at 9 p.m. Eastern. And if you don't see it when it's actually being broadcast, where can you watch it later? You can watch it on Hulu and Fox Now. Yes, watch Fantasy Island. It is my big treat for the week every week. Thank you, Gretch. Now, before we jump in with our Try This at Home, we got some interesting updates from listeners. Yes, we got an interesting one about listening to podcasts. Yeah, Ruthie O wrote, in one episode, you suggested that completists, love that word, who are caught up on the podcast but wish they weren't, try your audiobooks. I recently listened to 40 Ways to Look at Winston Churchill and enjoyed it thoroughly. I look forward to reading your other books as well. However, I also suggest a re-listen of an earlier episode. On my walks, I often play spin an episode, reaching back into the catalog randomly by swiping repeatedly on the index of past episodes. Each one has been just as enjoyable the second time around. Aww. Mm -hmm. I experienced many and, oh yeah, I love that idea moment. And Elizabeth, I do this with some podcasts that I love as well. Yes, it is so nice. And it's good to hear information again sometimes. Yes. And it's great to hear, Ruthie, that you enjoy it so much. And um, I do think that this is a fun way to re-engage with a podcast where you're all caught up. A lot of times it's just as fun to listen to the old ones. I used to do that with uh, Binge Mode and Game of Thrones when I was still in my super intense Game of Thrones period. 
And then we got a few more suggestions from listeners who are responding to, I guess also we could call this the chattiness challenge. Mm. This was in episode 339, we talked about a question from a listener. And in 332, we talked about other answers from listeners about what to do about a coworker who won't stop interrupting with chat. Yes. Jen said, I also had a chatty coworker at a previous job. He loved to get a cup of coffee when he arrived at the office and then head over to my desk to sit and chat and chat and chat and chat. He was a very <laughs> nice person, but just like the other listener, I did not have time for lengthy conversations and he did not pick up on my polite social cues. My solution was to place several large project notebooks in the chair, and it worked. He was surprised to find them there the first day, but I told him I was reorganizing. I made sure to place several books on the chair so he wouldn't feel like he could just move them and have a seat. Since he had to stand, it shortened our morning conversation to just a few minutes, and I didn't have to hurt his feelings. When he asked about the books a week later, I just told him I hadn't got around to moving them yet. When people have to stand, it usually shortens their stories. Well, this is a very, very clever idea where you just make it much less convenient for the person to sit and chat with you. And kind of along the same lines, Heather had another way of using the sitting, standing, walking difference as a way to bring a conversation to a close. Yeah, she said, I have a dear coworker I truly enjoy, but who also is an interrupter. I used it as a reminder to take breaks. When he would come by my cubicle, after a minute or two, I would say, you reminded me I need to take a water break. I would get my water bottle, walk with him over to the water cooler, and then either say I need to get back to X task or just let the conversation end naturally. Sometimes I would walk him back to his cube. This strategy definitely works best with someone you enjoy talking to, and I don't do it every time. If I'm truly busy, I just tell them I can't talk right now because I'm prepping for an upcoming meeting call, etc., and that I'll check in with him on my next water break. He thinks I'm a stickler for only breaking on break time, but I'm okay with that label. This is also really ingenious and I think might work better for the original question because they sat next to each other. So he's already sitting. But I think if she stood up, just sort of like, oh, let me stand up and stretch or let me go walk and get water. Like if you're both on your feet, then it makes it seem like, well, now when we want to sit down again, we're sitting back down to our tasks. Yes. Yes. Very elegant solutions. Very elegant solutions. And it's also a good way to remind yourself to stand up and and, uh, and get a little get moving around break. So yes. that's a, so keep them coming. We love hearing from listeners and he- hearing everyone's very imaginative solutions to these very common challenges. Mm-hmm. And speaking of challenges that we might face at work, this week, our Try This at Home tip is to do the work happier challenge. Okay, now what is that, Gretchen? It's very intriguing to me because, you know, I love to work happier. Yes, (laughs) indeed you do. So, I, you know, we often hear from people who want to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative at work. And, you know, September is the other January, and as the summer comes to the end, work routine shift, people are sort of gearing up. It's a great opportunity to consider how the way we work lines up with our own nature, our own interests, our own experiences, like our own preferences. So I created this seven-day SMS challenge, like a text challenge, and it will prompt you with a series of distinctions to help you help you think about the way you like to work. Mm. And 
by knowing the way that you like to work, you can build a work life that's happier for you. And then also by kind of thinking about these distinctions, it might make you more aware of how people might be different from you and why their preferences might be different or maybe why you don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. It's like, oh, now I get it. Because we we have these we have this different way of working, and we should mention Gretchen. This text challenge is totally free. Yes, it's totally free. So if you're intrigued, what you do is you text the word "work happier" with no space, just "work happier" to the number one eight four four nine three four one nine one three, and of course, I will put a link to that in the show notes. And you'll get a follow-up message to confirm. And then when, when you confirm, that's what will start the seven-day challenge for you. And it's just meant to help you think about distinctions, how people are like you, how people are different from you, and just even to notice things about yourself. Listen, we talk about this all the time. It's so hard to notice kind of glaring truths about ourselves. Partly because, like, if you if there is a truth about yourself, you don't realize other people may not also be that way. And so that leads to the conflict, right? Right. Or, like, what happens a lot is you assume, well, if I'm one way and I do my best work in one way, well, then if everybody worked the way I did, then it would be great and then they would have better work. And, like, an example of this, and I don't want to give away everything that's on the challenge, but one thing is larks versus owls. Like, mm. some people truly are morning people and some people truly are night people. And I know that for myself, before I really understood this, I used to constantly badger people just get up early and cross something off off your list. Or if something's important to you, do it first thing when you're fresh. And now I realize that's just that's true for like 40% of people. And then there's some people who are kind of in between, but 30% of people are owls. And they do not do their best work first thing in the morning. And that is not a good strategy for them to tackle something that's important or challenging. And so it's not that it's not good advice, but like if you have a coworker who keeps saying like, gosh, let's move the staff meeting later when everybody's really awake. And you're like, no, let's do it first thing when everybody's fresh. Well, you're both right. Yes. Yeah. My husband, Adam, is an owl. And I mean, it just, he just is. Yeah. And it nothing just, will ever change that. Yeah. No. And And so the question is, and sometimes there are things you can change and sometimes there's not. Sometimes you cannot make changes, but sometimes you can reorganize things or talk to people about how you might set something up that would work better for a whole team of people who have to work together rather than assuming there's one right way or one best way. And another example, and again, I won't give away anymore because part of the fun is thinking about them, is the difference between integrators and compartmentalizers. And we've talked about that on the podcast yes. before. Integrators are people who like to blend work and life together. They they will have a social lunch in the middle of a work day. They might answer work emails on the weekends. They want, you know, they they like mixing it up. But then compartmentalizers, and I have a friend who is such a compartmentalizer. Like he wants work to be work and not work to be not work. He doesn't like to mix people up. He doesn't like to work on the weekends. He doesn't do any personal things during his work day. That's just the way he, he likes a very, very clear separation. Yeah, I, Gretchen, on that topic, I think I'm an integrator just because I'm, I do, having a work partner who's also a friend kind of yeah. makes you an integrator just by definition. Yeah. But yeah. I will say I would rather stay late at work and get something done than have to come home, take a two-hour break, and then get back to it. Oh, interesting. 
Well, I mean, I think it's, again, it's just about understanding why someone might be doing, approaching something differently from you. Or like if it's a manager kind of trying to steer you in a way that feels wrong for you. Mm-hmm. Or people talking about things like, oh, you need, you know, better boundaries. And maybe you're like, well, yeah, I need boundaries, but maybe the kinds of boundaries that are really important to you look different from the kinds of boundaries that feel comfortable to me. And so it just, it, you know, it helps people understand like why people might have a different perspective yes and how changes might might help yes it really can if you understand how the people work in your office it can absolutely lead to more productivity and less conflict yeah the nice thing about these questions too is i think it, they're kind of fun to talk about with your coworkers like just as even kind of icebreaker questions or just kind of like fun you know, these fun things to talk about. Um, yeah. And then it actually is very useful because then you're like, the next time they do something that mystifies you, you're like, oh, I got it. And you're like, that person's coming from a different place. Or if you're like the boss and you're like trying to work out some issue that's come up in a team, you can think about um, why that might be. So again, if you want to do this, I had a lot of fun creating it. So I hope people find it useful. You text work happier, no space, just work happier to one eight four four. and I'll put it in the show notes. And and let me know if you try it, if it helped you to work happier. As always, let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or you can go to happiercast.com slash 342 to get that number to text or um, for anything related to this episode. I'm going to do it with Sarah. That'll be fun. (laughs) It will be fun. I'm excited. And it's free. Yes. Coming up, we've got a rubber ducky happiness hack, but first this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, 
even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, we all love a rubber duck. Yes, have a little do. rubber Have a little rubber ducky. My mother-in-law has a little miniature rubber ducky collection. And here we heard from a listener about a very ingenious way to use your rubber duck to solve problems. Yes, this comes from Tony. He says, I just heard your story in episode 322 about your daughter being rattled because of a concept in biology until she talked through it and suddenly figured it out on her own. Maybe you've heard of this, but there's an idea in computer programming called rubber duck debugging. <laughs> when you're fighting with code that doesn't work, you explain it out loud to a rubber duck that's sitting on your desk. Very often it works. It has the added benefit of not needing to interrupt a coworker for help. Of course, it also works outside of software development, and it's become a common phrase around our house when my children are struggling with something. That is ingenious. That is ingenious. And I looked it up to see, like, is this like a thing that is, you know, common? And Wikipedia says... Many programmers have had the experience of explaining a problem to someone else, possibly even to someone who knows nothing about programming, and then hitting upon the solution in the process of explaining the problem. In describing what the code is supposed to do and observing what it actually does, any incongruity between these two becomes apparent. More generally, teaching a subject forces its evaluation from different perspectives and can provide a deeper understanding. By using an inanimate object, the programmer can try to accomplish this without having to interrupt anyone else. Well, they say the best way to learn something is to teach it, and this is an aspect of it. Well, it's funny, Gretchen, because I am that person who the second I hit any sort of snag, I'll be like, Adam, this isn't working. Can you come over here? And then, like, even by the time he's come over there, it's like the solution has presented itself. So I could definitely benefit from the rubber duck. Well, it's sort of this, it's also related to the idea of identify the problem, that by identifying the problem, the solution... um, becomes clear. Well, it, it's interesting because for my book about the five senses, I had read research that shows that people can help just by listening. Mm. There are studies that show that when mothers listened without offering advice or criticism while their children explained solutions to pattern recognition problems, the children markedly improved their problem-solving ability. And for adults, researchers found that listening to an attentive listener generated better solutions than when they were coming up with ideas in isolation. But what I don't know is, did they compare the difference to just having an, a, like an actual listener or was a duck just right. as well? Like, could you right. actually just talk to an inanimate object as if it were a person? Right. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Rubber ducks fun. are whimsical and we like whimsy. That's true. Keep one on your desk. Give one to your kids. And um, yeah, yeah. Then you don't have to you don't have to yell for someone to help. I thought that was a great suggestion. So thank you, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Now for a happiness stumbling block. Now, this is a stumbling block that's very familiar. Elizabeth, I know you and I have talked about this before, that we experience the stumbling block. But it's one of these things where it's kind of nice to know that it's actually a real thing that scientists have studied and there's a name yes. for it. And it's not just like your own peculiarities. And it's something called the first night effect. 
It's a good name for it. Yes, you can probably it is. figure out what it is just from hearing the name. Yes. Yeah. It's when we're sleeping in an unfamiliar setting for the first time, it is very likely that it will take us longer to drop off to sleep and that the sleep we finally do get will be broken and unsatisfying. Mm, yes. I have definitely experienced that many times, Gretchen, in hotel rooms or if you rent a house somewhere. Yeah. Well, according to sleep scientists who've tried to figure out why we experience this, it seems that one side of our brain stands guard and is on the alert whenever we find ourselves in unfamiliar surroundings, and that keeps us kind of on the edge. And they say, you know, over time, people probably adjust, and that people who travel a lot may not necessarily experience this as much. They may not have the same issue, but if you don't if you don't often find yourself in an unfamiliar place, um, it's something to know about. Well, it's funny, Gretch, because, you know, I spent so much time in Puerto Rico um, yeah. recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I was there for a long time, and then I came back home for like three weeks, and then I went back. And when I got yeah. back to Puerto Rico, they gave me the exact same room. <laughs> so On purpose it, or just? I, I don't, I think it was coincidental. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. But what's funny, because I didn't ask for it, but what's funny when I walked in, it it literally felt like coming home. It did not okay. feel like coming into a hotel room. It was like, oh, right. there's my sink. There's my bed. There's my TV. Yeah. And I didn't have that first night effect because it just was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm my second home. Right, right. It's just good to know that you might be experiencing it if you do experience it. And then maybe sometimes you don't. Like, I think people probably who travel, who often go to a city for work travel, I have heard of them, like, requesting the same hotel room. And maybe mm -hmm. that's why. It's just like you, it starts to feel like a home away from home. Yes. Also, Gretchen, just if you know this about yourself, you can work it into your plans. Like, you yes. can understand why your kids or you or your yeah. partner might be grumpy, you know? Yes. The next day. Yes. And you can just sort of plan, maybe don't hit the ground running early the next morning after you arrive, you know, give yourself <laughs> a little time yeah, um, knowing this phenomenon. Because you might think like, oh, we'll be so tired from traveling, we'll sleep really deeply, and then we'll wake up refreshed. And then you have that feeling of like, oh, but I didn't have a great night's sleep, and I feel it. Now, related to this, and this is not, this is not first night effect, but I just wonder, Alyssa, if you have this too. I have first day itis, and mm -hmm. Eliza and Eleanor and I have talked about first day itis, which is anytime I'm in a new place, I always feel kind of unsettled and homesick. This is even when I go to Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I just the first day, I just sort of feel restless, mm -hmm. and then the next day when I wake up, I'm fine. But it's it's I now taken it into account that the first day I'm in a place, I'm just gonna feel just kind of. Like, I can't really settle down. I can't explain it. Yeah, I know what you mean. It really helps if you get somewhere early. Like, if I get yeah. to Kansas City at 11 a.m., well, then by the yeah. next day, it feels like I've been there a month. Yeah. But if I yeah. come late at night, you know, then it it's different. See, I almost feel better. I almost always come in the day just to have the day, but I almost prefer not to have that first day, because I don't love mm. that first day. Interesting. That feeling. But what I have found is that it helps to have plans, that if I have a lot of plans, then I, mm. I don't feel as I don't feel that restlessness. I don't know. I don't know what the first day-itis is. <laughs> well, let us know if you have experienced first night effect or first day-itis. Again, first night effect is something that scientists have researched. First day-itis is just something that I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Gretchen, it is time for a Four Tendencies tip. 
Yes, four ten. I love talking about the four tendencies, and we're going to talk about the you know upholders, questioners, obligers, rebels. Again, if you do not know what we are talking about, take the quiz. You can go to my fabulous new hub, my new and improved hub, which is all about the four tendencies. You can find the quiz there and all kinds of resources. That's at GretchenRubin.com/slash four tendencies, and that's F O U R spelled out four tendencies. But assuming you're already well versed in the four tendencies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A question that we often get in kind of in different ways is, as an obliger, how do I find ways to meet my expectations for myself? How do I meet my inner expectations? I know I need to create that outer accountability. That's what obligers need. But given whatever expectation you want to fill, sometimes it can be challenging to think of well, what's the kind of outer accountability that is going to work for that issue? Yes. And this solution is ingenious. It comes from yeah. Brie. She says, I am an extreme obliger who all too often neglects myself when left to my own devices, but I thrive off being able to help others. I recently came out of a long year of severe anxiety and depression, which I have come to realize was a result of my extreme self-neglect. I have since been on a journey to rebuild myself and find purpose in life. I'll spare you the long spiritual story behind this, but I recently joined the Be The Match registry for bone marrow and peripheral stem cell donation. Since I made the decision to sign up, I have been so much more conscious of my health because I do not want something to happen to me that would disqualify me from being able to donate. Talk about accountability. My commitment to provide for someone else has ultimately kept me focused on my own health, and I was very happy to recognize this. Well, I think this is such an interesting way to have accountability because I think something that a lot of obligers struggle with, and Elizabeth, you're an obliger, is sort of that taking care of yourself thing. Mm -hmm. It can often get pushed to the bottom of the list. And this was a way to create a sense of outer accountability that really benefits Brie. I mean, she's the one who's going to have all of these health benefits effects from from all this, everything that she's doing to stay healthy. But by invoking it in this way, she's given herself a way to stay on track. Yes, it really is ingenious, as I said. Well, and I've heard from a lot of people where like they quit smoking because they got pregnant and they think, well, now I have to quit smoking. And then once you've quit smoking for nine months, then it's a lot easier to like not start up again. Yes. Or, you know, just the knowledge like I'm I'm responsible for someone else means that I need to take care of myself. It's that whole thing about putting on your own oxygen mask first so you can take care of someone someone else. I think that really resonates with obligers because it's that feeling of like, like as an upholder, I'm like, you should just take care of yourself because it matters to you. It doesn't matter if it matters to someone else. It matters to you. But for an obliger, this is actually a very, very helpful thing to invoke. Yes. You know, Gretchen, I love the Real Housewives. And I have to mention here that a Real Housewives of Orange County said she got pregnant. She had seven kids to to keep herself from drinking too much. Oh, my gosh. It's a real really? phenomenon. Wow. Well, we love these tips. Keep them coming because we love to share four tendencies tips because each of the tendencies has so many ingenious imaginative ways to harness the powers of their tendencies and to get around kind of the, the quirks and limitations of their tendencies. So it's always so fun um, to share those. Coming up, I give myself what I'm calling the zombie demerit. First, <laughs> this break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen Rubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, slash Gretchen Rubin. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Okay, Alyssa, it's time for demerits and gold stars, and I'm intrigued by a zombie demerit. Yes. So, Gretchen, now I have some downtime at work. Now, I'm not totally done with work, but, like, there are days where I only have, say, an hour of work to do or two hours or, you know, so I have downtime. Right. And let's take last Friday, for example. I was Mm. done with my work at, like, 11 a.m., okay? Oh, wow. So I had the whole day out in front of me. And rather than lay in bed and read or even do errands or whatever I chose to do, instead, I just sat on the couch in my office playing two dots and watching (laughs) CNN. I mean, I... uh, That is your... That is your... (laughs) go-to zombie thing is... Yes, totally. And it's not even relaxing. 
It's mm. not particularly enjoyable. It's not productive. You know what I mean? Like nothing is accomplished at the end of that. And it was it was a bad feeling at 6 p.m. to be like, oh my gosh, I just spent seven hours sitting on my couch playing two dots. Now, at the moment, were you aware this was happening? Did you did you try to kind of figure out a, a way out of the zombie mode? Well, I will say I texted one person to ask if she wanted to go for a walk, and so she couldn't. Uh, so had she said yes, I would have, you know, been like, okay, meeting for a walk and done that yeah. and been out of it. But since yeah. she said no, I'm like, well, yeah. that's that. Like, I yeah. tried. I didn't right. text somebody else. I didn't, you know, yeah. go for a walk on my own and listen to a podcast as I could have done. Yeah. Um, and it was I don't know. It's just, it's a weird state of being. Well, it seems like you've gone through the super intense work period. You need to do things that are restorative, but in a way you're sort of too burned out to do the things that are restorative. Yes. You could text one friend, but you didn't have the, like your, your gas tank was too low to like go to plan B, plan C, plan D. It's funny you say the word restorative because I literally have Googled like restorative yoga, which is a thing, Ooh. and like looked up where is this restorative yoga in Encino? Are they doing it in person? But then mm. like the idea of actually like going through with it yeah. <laughs> feels, um, you know, overwhelmingly difficult. I mean, but the problem, maybe this is because I am a happiness bully, but like I feel like I could give you a list of 20 things that would be restorative, but yeah. the problem is you need to be restored in order to be able to do them. <laughs> yes. You're like, it's how do you get to that point? Yes, or making gazpacho. I want to make gazpacho. I enjoy gazpacho and I actually can make it, but I'm like, oh, going to the store and having, you know, to get yeah. stuff to make gazpacho. It's just all I want to do is play two dots. I don't even want to do it. Let me say all I can do. Well, and see, the problem with that kind of zombie mode is that they aren't restorative. Right. So it's not like, oh, I'm just going to like lie in bed and reread Harry Potter and that's going to make me feel better because that would make you feel better. But you're not even at that point right now. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so let's ask for listener suggestions. When you find yourself in zombie yes. mode, what do you do to restore yourself? Which are not the things like look up a new yoga class and go do yoga, which you know, maybe would be a good idea, but it's not what you're going to do. Yeah. Yes. Please, listeners, help. Yes. Help me. See, I wish, this is when I wish I could just, like, drive over to your house. And, oh, I know. You know? But like, I've thought, like, I wonder if Gretchen would fly to L.A. just <laughs> to work on my office, which is its own situation. We, okay, we're going to talk about that later. I cannot wait. Literally, my, I'm licking my chops to get my hands <laughs> in your office because you're, you're just always the most satisfying before and after. <laughs> Um, what All I like right. is how many like empty shoe boxes or whatever you'll have lying around. I'm like, okay, we that like takes five minutes and half the clutter is gone. You're, you're, yes. you're you, there's a lot of there's a lot of lying fruit with you. All right, Gretchen, what is your gold star today? Well, I think a lot of people will join me in this gold star because I want to give a gold star to all the teachers. We are yes. at the start of a new year. Many people have already started, been going for a while, but you know, some everybody's sort of on a different schedule all across the country. But for all of us, this feels like the start of a new school year. It's a weird school year. It's been weird for a while. It's still still weird. And I just give a gold star to all the teachers for everything that they've done to really, you know, help our kids do all the learning. And, and school is so much more than just even learning. 
And the teachers are just such an essential part of that. So gold star to all the teachers. I will second that gold star. The resources for this week. In episode 331, I talked about how I'd be creating some new products. Well, the day has come. If you go to the hyphen happiness hyphen project.com slash collections, you will see everything that's available for purchase. There's apparel, there's drinkware, there's stickers. So if you already have your water bottle and you don't want to buy a new water bottle, but you just want to kind of like put your own spin on it, there's stickers there or like on a laptop. Um, And thank you to everybody who wrote in and said what they wanted to see. That was super fun. Um, And I want to do more things. So uh, stay tuned. Gretch, what are we reading this week? Yeah, I am reading Blind Man's Bluff by James Tate Hill. And I am reading Vanderbilt, The Rise and Fall of an American Dynasty by Anderson Cooper. Yeah, we're looking forward to our conversation with him coming up. Yes. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Try the Work Happier Challenge. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please rate and review us and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. That really, really does help us. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. Gretchen, speaking of four tendencies tips, I was talking to someone this weekend and she was saying, oh, I can tell someone 10 times what they should eat, but that doesn't mean they're going to eat it. And I was like, Am I going to launch into the four tendencies right now or am I not? (laughs) And I will say I did not because I was like, this is too big of a conversation. Right, right, right. Oh, I love it. (laughs) From the Onward Project. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.